Sending Treggs in motion. Big rush coming again. Foles gets away from it, but can't stay away from it. And ultimately, down he goes. Just as in this football play, many athletes slimly escape mental health issues. However, they are inevitably drawn back in due to their involvement in their sport. If they don't seek help, they will ultimately go down, just like the commentator said. Hi, I'm Evelyn, and thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Sacked for Life, the mental health of student-athletes. Today, we're going to discuss a very pertinent issue plaguing our generation, which is mental health in student or collegiate athletes. Due to their status within schools, the praise and sometimes pay they receive, and just overall character of student-athletes, many assume that their lifestyle is that of a dream. However, they're never truly perceived as student-athletes. People seem to only notice the athlete within them, and forget that along with their sport, they're taking just as many difficult classes as a typical non-student-athlete. It is easy to discriminate and stereotype them, and envy their easy college life. However, there are many things beneath the surface that don't escape the field, pool, track, or wherever their sport is being played, and that remains secret. Within the National Collegiate Athletic Association, better known as the NCAA, one study published by the Clinical Journal of Sport Medicine found that although only 6.3% of student-athletes were clinically diagnosable with depression, a whopping 24% were considered on the verge. They exhibited many of the same symptoms as the clinically depressed athletes and had concerning mental health. Although these percentages may sound small, this means that out of the 460,000 athletes that compete annually in the NCAA, above 110,000 of them walk around on the brink of clinical depression. Another study printed in Sports Health magazine found that out of 477 student-athlete deaths, 7.3% of them were due to suicide. 35 out of the 477 cases were intentional, but the numbers don't show how many attempted suicide rates there were, or how many people died of drug-related issues that are also linked to mental health. 7.3% of collegiate athletes take their own lives even when surrounded by a team, family, and friends. So why does this occur? This sound is a blessing, music to an athlete's ears. A cheering crowd, all extremely happy for the win the athletes just brought home. But this blessing can quickly turn into a curse. When we go watch a game, we don't think about how much just our presence can affect the players on the field. Student-athletes are constantly being watched, monitored, examined, judged, compared, and never get a break. The pressure put on them by their coaches, teammates, supporters, and themselves is immense. The weight of a win or loss carries with them, and everyone is blamed or criticized publicly and privately for their performance. This drastic pressure on athletes is consuming and causes severe performance anxiety for many. Others take the criticism too harshly and begin to self-destruct. However, there's no room for this weakness on the team. At least, that's what the coaches tell them.
and the school, and society. See, our society today is extremely critical of those who choose to put their emotions on display. We yell at athletes who cry on the court, scream for the injured to get off the field, and judge those who are overly emotional with a loss. With athletes being pictured as strong, mentally tough individuals who are built to deal with this loss, criticism is exacerbated in horrible ways. We create this notion that no weakness is acceptable, and this becomes engraved in the student-athlete's mind. This then carries over to their mental health and well-being, and they choose to not seek out help even when it's necessary and possibly life-saving. While 30% of college students experiencing significant symptoms of depression will ask for help, only 10% of student-athletes with the same symptoms attempt to ask for counsel, according to a 2017 study done by the University of Michigan. Luckily, we knew of a swimmer at Georgia Tech that was part of the 10% that seeks out help for their mental health. Kyle was experiencing what he calls burnouts, or physical and mental collapses caused by overwork and stress from swim. He began to visit the athletic psychologist provided by the school and share some about his experience. Hi, my name is Kyle and I'm a swimmer. So Kyle, can you tell me a little bit about when you visited the sports psychologist at Tech? So I first visited the sports psychologist after I had like a really bad burnout and swimming was just miserable. But like I kind of knew like I would still want to do it, but it made like practice awful. So that's when I started going and uh, met every three weeks. It's a pretty good experience. It's helped a lot so far. Haven't really experienced many burnouts since. So yeah. That's good. And would you say that overall they were supportive? Overall, they're pretty supportive because multiple people on the team go to see it. And so for the most part, have had nothing but support for it. Kyle had an extremely positive outcome after visiting the athletic psychologist monthly for a year. However, his case is rare amongst the student-athlete population. He informed me that many of the athletes on the Georgia Tech swim team also see the psychologist, which is a major relief to hear. This proves to show that the mentality of the team and the coaches that surround you can greatly impact your mental health and how you address it. Luckily, the environment at Georgia Tech is more accepting than other schools, and due to one brave athlete accepting that they needed help, a domino effect occurred and a positive mentality surrounding athletes' mental health was created. Another athlete at Georgia Tech, Ashuma, also shared her experience on her team sport here. Although she has just been at Tech for a few months due to her status as a first year, she has had lots of insight to share about the implications her sport had on her mental health. I'm Ishuma, and I'm a part of ATL Tanishk. It's a competition dance team at Georgia Tech, and I joined the team in August as a first-year member. So we basically go around the country and compete, and we dance. And when I joined the team, um, I thought it was going to be kind of like six to eight hours a week. It ended up being more like 20 to 22 hours a week, which I'm sure a lot of people who commit to athletic activities find that it actually ends up taking a lot more time than they initially thought it would. Um, dance has always been an outlet for my stress. It's kind of a place where I feel clear and I feel focused, but having it as part of my schedule has 
given me so much anxiety and given me so much stress just in my daily life. So it's always been kind of confusing for me because I'm not someone who has anxiety. But whenever I find myself thinking about the fact that I have to allocate four hours of my day to dance, that I have to wake up six hours after dance to go to an 8 a.m. or take a test when my body hurts and my mind hurts and I'm exhausted, I kind of start to realize how much dance can contribute to my stress, even though when I myself am dancing, I don't feel stressed. So it's not really the act of dancing, but it's the concept of it. It's me thinking about the fact that I have a commitment that requires my whole body, that requires my energy and my mind and my time. That's what adds to my stress and anxiety as a person. That's what I think about in the morning when I should be focusing on academics. Sometimes I'll be thinking about something embarrassing I might have done at dance or something good I might have done and all the things I have to practice if I have to film a video for it. Thinking about future commitments like competitions. It's just everything that surrounds it itself is what gives me stress and anxiety. These interviews helped shed light on the environment surrounding student-athletes' mental health and well-being at Georgia Tech. However, there are many harsh environments in the United States surrounding this topic. In order to resolve these issues, a sociological perspective needs to be implemented. This means that schools and the general population need to address mental health as a societal and social effect, rather than on an individual basis. A famous sociologist and author, C. Wright Mills, addresses this in a novel about what he calls sociological imagination, where he investigates historical, cultural, critical, and structural factors that should be looked at in order to have a more holistic approach to medicine. Another sociological phenomenon that needs to be addressed in the NCAA is social conditions as fundamental causes, which correlates socioeconomic status to levels of stress and how people seek medical help. It has been found that lower socioeconomic classes don't believe that they have access or resources to visit medical professionals, and unfortunately, this is more often than not the case in student-athletes. Due to many athletes coming from impoverished backgrounds and attending prestigious schools because of their athletic scholarships, many don't have the money to invest in a psychologist for their mental health. This correlates with the data found on suicide rates in student-athletes, with the highest being African-American football players, also published in the Sports Health magazine. Although awareness is shifting in the mental health aspect of society, more studies need to be conducted surrounding the specific topic of collegiate athletes. Sociological perspectives also need to be implemented in schools around the United States in order to further the understanding of why poor mental health is a pattern in student-athletes and these findings need to inspire solutions. This podcast is merely an introduction to a major issue that is perpetuating in our nation and should be further explored. Thank you for listening. This was Sacked by Life, the mental health of student-athletes. Join us next time for another episode of Collegiate Mental Health. This is Evelyn, signing off.